Brian, Scott, do we owe it to the fans to talk about the slap or do we owe it to the fans not to talk about the slap? <laughs> we have to talk about the slap. Of course we do. I'm not not talking about the slap, for I'm God's not, sake. I'm not skipping the why, slap. Why else do you and I have a podcast that we There's do together? Slap. Right. <laughs> that was one of the most genuinely shocking things I've ever seen. Me too. You know, I did not watch it live. Me either. Yeah. I was scrolling through Instagram the next morning and I saw it as a, like in a, you know, in the whatever, my Discover tab next to boobies and butts and sports <laughs> or whatever else I got in there. And it took me like, and it was like first thing in the morning, you know, it was like seven in the morning. And I'm like, it took me such a minute to be like, wait, what? Is this like a real thing that occurred? This is like, and then you're like, it sent me down a rabbit hole. Of like this happened like last evening. Like, cause I was watching some of the, the Oscars and then turned it off and you know, and you're just like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> totally. I, you know, it used to be like, where were you when this happened? And now it's like, how, did, how on your phone did you discover that this right. event? Because I feel like that's the story that everybody has now. I was the same way. So I woke up about 20 minutes before my alarm was supposed to go off. I quickly got up to go to the bathroom with the plan that I get back in bed real quick. I can get still get a little bit of precious sleep back in. Made the mistake of sitting down on my bed and just tapping my phone to look at it before I laid back down. And I have a New York Times alert that says, Will Smith slaps Chris Rock. And I, I was like, what? And so then I lay down to try to go back to sleep. But I can't stop thinking, did I just read that Will Smith slapped Chris Rock? <laughs> what? Right. That's a real thing? And then eventually, I just, about 10 minutes laying there awake, like trying to get it out of my head and be like, well, right. I, I just got to look. I just got to check the phone. Yeah. And then. And then I check it, and to my utter shock, it was exactly what it said. <laughs> exactly as described. <laughs> yes, that is what occurred. I mean, yeah. smacked him, just man, leveled him with a blow, a mighty blow. He <laughs> blow credit to Chris Rock. Chris Rock was an utter disbelief. His face was when he's just like, "Wow." <laughs> Bill Smith just slapped the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah. Yes, he did. Wow. And then, right, and then he's just like, I'm going to present an award. <laughs> right. Now I shut, now, again, the documentaries. <laughs> I mean, the more I think about it, too, the more insane it is. Right, Chris Rock presents the award, and then Will Smith is awarded Best Actor like 10 minutes later. Right. And then gives this little speech. There's so many layers to it. It's such a fascinating moment in history. Uh, oh. Just like, I mean, I'm just picturing Will Smith like in the moment, sitting at the Academy Awards where he knows he's probably winning. Right. I I gotta go slap him in his face. <laughs> right now. Can't wait. Can't see him after the show. Tell him that was fucked up. Didn't like the joke. I'm going to walk up there in the middle <laughs> of this show. And Deckard, when do you think he decided that he was going to hit him? When well, he got I, up or during the walk, right when he arrived? Like, when <laughs> did he decide that I'm going to strike him? 
It's such a good question. And honestly, you know, I've sort of I've sort of not really enjoyed some of like the the breakdown, like the Zapruder film style breakdown of like because look, he did. He laughed at the joke. And his right. wife initially his wife's face was just crestfallen. Right. He, she hated it. Yeah. He laughed at the joke. And then, yeah, and then you don't see the moment happen, but he had to have seen her or understood what was going on with her. And right, I don't know. Did he decide when he saw her that he had to hit him? Did he? Yeah. Did he get up to confront him and then realize halfway up the stage, like I can't get there and then do nothing? <laughs> like, right. what am I going to do? What's the plan? Like, right. when you arrive, you know, I can't just then all of a sudden. Just look at him. <laughs> Gonna do something. So yeah, I don't know. That's a fascinating. What do you think? Right. I don't know because it's like, and I can't deck him. Like, when did he decide to open hand? You know, right. it's like I can't, you know, crumple him to the <laughs> ground here. But although I don't know how he knew the slap <laughs> wasn't gonna do that. Right. But also that, like, the distinction you're making at that point of like, I won't. Punch, fist punch him because then he'll be crumpled on the floor of the Oscars. It's like it's it's worse certainly, but it's not that much worse. You still have struck a man at this on the stage of the Academy Awards. Uh, it's it's quite fascinating to the point where they're a meme. Like, like oh man, that photo is ever. amazing. Yeah, unbelievable. I don't know. Never. It's just so shocking. I just, I mean, I, I've tried to kind of stay away from like the discourse around it because it just feels like the entire world is showing their entire ass about the whole thing. Like <laughs> both anybody like defending Will Smith is ridiculous. Like you're ridiculous. Right. <laughs> Under right. no circumstances. Was that okay? Right. Anyway, no, no excuse for it. Nothing. On the other hand, like I thought Will Smith, like, you know, apologize. I thought I read his message. Not that it was like enough, but it was to me, it's like, I think it can be okay. You know what I mean? Like I'm totally wrong. I, you know what I mean? Like that is sort of an acceptable, like I reacted in a moment that was unacceptable. Like, you know what I mean? He should also call Chris rock. Like, I don't think it has to be like the end of Will Smith or, um, I don't know. I like Will Smith. He's clearly there's things going on in his life that are complicated, but like, you know, I don't know. just on both sides of it. Like people who are like, he should have been arrested and that was an assault. And, you know, like I, I find right. that over the top. Judd, also, Apatow, like, Judd Apatow tweeted, he could have killed him. Right. Which is like, no, he, no, he, he, no, there was no danger that he was going to die. Right. Death was not on the table. Right. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Like, I, I'm glad the cops weren't involved. He should not press see charges. But was that all right? No. No. <laughs> and I, not. I will say, too, I don't think the apology was adequate. I think that apology would be adequate if, like, that had been done in a private home or something. Right. And then that was, like, what was what said. Should, what would be, what would what, be the appropriate level? Like, what would be, what would, what should he do? I don't, I really, don't, like, that. I have no answer to that, I guess. But just yeah. because it, he didn't do it in, like, his living room. He did it at the Oscars. <laughs> he, did, 
wait, he did it in front of everybody. You know how like when your kids you're like, oh, it happened in front of everybody. This happened yeah. in front of literally everybody. All of right. us. Every right. human in the world is gonna see right. that. Like he did it. I in just front of there's, it felt to me like some kind of last straw. Like I think that it was Chris Rock who he probably respects and likes and considers a friend. And it was like something snapped there. Like, I don't know, you know, like what, uh, you know, I, I, there was some article too I was reading that was like, you know, in defense of not taking a joke that like, we shouldn't all that we shouldn't valorize, like, you know, it's like, that's not right either. You know, like, I, I don't know. Like, you should, you know, there is, it is a good thing to be able to take a joke and like, you know, <laughs> yeah, know. no, like, I get There is a place for having fun poked at you. Like, here's a person who has everything in the world. Like someone made a joke he didn't like. He can sit there and eat shit for five seconds. It's not going to kill him. Absolutely. Know. It's also too, I, I can't remember who I heard say this, but you're sitting front row at the Oscars. It's not unheard of that you get called out by a performer on the stage in some fashion or another right and like you don't have to like it and like but i also think the idea that chris rock is like um you know should have known (laughs) that she suffers from alopecia or must have known like right it it seems perfectly reasonable to me to assume that he did not was (laughs) not aware of that right and probably feels bad and like you know is it his finest joke no like is it a bit of a cheap shot sure like did it did he deserve to get smacked in the face at the oscars no of course not well yeah and i'll also say i i won't get into too much detail but i did i had a co-worker say something horrible about not my wife specifically, but it applied to my wife and, and her health in uh, some fashion. And I was furious. But you know what I didn't do? Hit the person. Right, Because right. I was at work. So right. that I... an adult. Right. Like, I can't <laughs> do that. Right. So, you know, Will Smith was at work. <laughs> like, yeah. He was yeah. being presented with a major award by right. his industry that guy was at work and you can't do that yeah you know yeah, yeah. well but and I, it's like when he gets up there and he talks about richard williams and it's like you know that's sort of the thing is like richard williams got treated as though he smacked a reporter in the face you know what i mean like he never right. did that that's right. like the thing <laughs> right <laughs> You know, like that's right. what made that wrong about the way he was perceived was just because he like stuck up for his daughters and he could be a little bit angry about it sometime. Like he actually never did right smack anyone he's <laughs> in public, which then might have made that reputation more justified. Like, um, so that was sort of off for me. I don't know. Also, I first of all, I am not one of the it was staged conspiracy theorists, and I think that if you are, you're an idiot. It's a lunacy. It like, makes no sense. Right. You're just grasping at straws to have what some does alternate Smith theory. Care about Oscar ratings? That they're going to come to him <laughs> no. and be like, "Look, the show has been a dud. I know this is your big night. <laughs> like, let's just picture the producers." <laughs> 
I know this is your big night, Will. Pinnacle your whole career. You've probably been dreaming about it your whole life. You've been working toward it. It's happening. We get it. But listen, ratings have been sagging <laughs> a little bit. We need you to slap Chris Rock in the face. <laughs> when he's, right as he's, people, right he's about to present for the documentaries. People don't care about documentaries. It's boring. We got to jazz it up a little bit. He's going to say some shit about your wife. You're going to smack him. <laughs> it's not wrestling. Right. It's so he's ridiculous. Gonna, he's going to say some shit about your wife with whom you have a super weird relationship. <laughs> right. Like, right. Like, like, when do they let us know they're in on it? Never. That's just like a fun thing that they cooked up. And it's right. Like, uh, we get to wonder for the rest of our days whether it was like, well, come on. <laughs> they're all laughing by the scenes. Right. Right. And he and Chris are backstage like, that was crazy. Right. <laughs> Chris Rock really loves all the memes about him now. Right. <laughs> like and like Chris Rock is like, so I have to actually get struck? Yeah, you yeah, have to right. put your chin out and then he's going to really whack you. <laughs> Drill you. Yeah. <laughs> you oh, know man. what I am relieved that I haven't seen much of is because I actually thought that the worst takes were going to be like, you know, cancel culture it's not safe for comedians anymore yeah yeah. oh you can't some of that you can't say anything no yeah i mean there has been sure i thought that was going to be like way more than it has been where it's like you know because i would say the flip is to comedians yeah you might say some shit and someone might haul off and smack you (laughs) like you know and that, that person wouldn't be right to do it but it's on the table so, yeah, yeah. like, you don't get to say anything, <laughs> anytime, and it's, like, up to other people to just be cool with that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, if Will Smith went up to him after the show and was like, hey, I really didn't appreciate that, you know? Like, that's totally fine. Like, he, he would be well within his right. Like, that's where people, the people who want to defend Will Smith, it's like... If he had an ish, took issue with it, he's totally within his rights to go confront Chris Rock, even angrily, and say, right. I really hated that. He doesn't get to walk up there immediately and slap him across the face. Like, <laughs> no, that's wrong. That He doesn't get to do that. Like, also, like, that he knows good. they're on TV. Yeah. I just can't believe he decided in that moment, I have to go do this right now. I know. All right, so I was gonna I was going here because I, I forgot, but I don't think it's a conspiracy theory. However, before the Oscars, Will and Jada Pinkett Smith posted on Instagram pictures of themselves in their outfits, where it says "looking to cause chaos or create chaos." Right, right. Which right. I, you know, again, I don't think it was like part of the plan or a, <laughs> right, a signal right. or whatever. But it just makes me think about will smith's just day right like i mean and not even just day but last couple years like he himself has been a crying meme from some interview where his wife talked about right sleeping with another guy and you know i guess they both have stepped out in their open relationship situation but there was something from that interview that really just made it feel like she enjoyed it more than him or who knows like you know it didn't seem to be sitting well with him yeah and you know there's just been a, some weird social media stuff with him i don't really understand that family overall yeah yeah and yeah. so uh, you know 
So there's all that going on. And then, yeah, the guy's been one of the top five stars in the world for 25, 30 years. Today is his big day. Who knows what him and his wife are going through at home? Maybe, you know, there's a fight or what's going on. And and they get there. And then he's probably sitting there with just anticipation the entire evening. Like, what if... What if it's not, you know, like, God, crazier things have happened. What if it's not me? And it's getting like later and later and later and closer and closer and closer. And that's when the joke comes and he just can't handle it anymore. (laughs) Like, that's what I really think about. Like, that's must have been, uh, you know, I'm not 100% wrong, probably in, in that whole run through there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It was wild. It was quite a moment. It's American the most shocking. Society. Yeah, I think it's the most shocking thing. I I was talking about this at work. Like that was more shocking than January sixth. I think. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like if the right. pre January sixth, if you would have said to me, "What's more likely that Trump supporters overrun the Capitol in protest right. of him losing, or Will Smith?" slaps Chris Rock in the face at the Oscars. I would choose Trump supporters storming the Capitol a right, hundred right. times out of a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like pure surprise, pure unexpectedness. Right. Yeah. I just, what am I hearing? What is, what am I, what, what are you talking what? about? Yeah. <laughs> right. What do you what? mean? What do you mean? <laughs> oh God. It's so funny. Cause Chris Rock, you know, people who are saying that he, when they think that it was like some kind of conspiracy, like Chris Rock sees him coming up and he's expecting it to be a bit. Yeah. Like he, that doesn't mean he was in on it. He was, he's like, how am I going to play off this? Whatever he's about to do, it's going to be funny because Will Smith is funny. And so he's thinking, yeah. he's get he's trying to be like, how do I play with whatever he's about to do? And so he kind of leans out like, <laughs> where are you going with this, buddy? You know, it's like, bam. Oh, not what I was expecting at all. <laughs> so he was trying to prepare himself to like, you know, riff with whatever this guy was going to do. And like, wham. And then Will Smith was awarded Best Actor (laughs) right right after. I can't get over that. Right. He just gets this trophy. (laughs) Like, yeah, well, I got to see that movie now, I will say. Now I'm I'm definitely intrigued to see that film. (laughs) I like haven't been interested in that movie. I don't know why. Yep. Same. Same. I feel I, like so, I know the story of the Williams sisters so well. I just I was like, what am I? What am I watch? What like? What am I interested in seeing? But I don't know. They are. It is an incredible story. Yeah. Um, did you see any of the Oscar films while we're on the topic? Um, I don't know. I didn't see Coda. I didn't see Belfast. Did you see Power of the Dog? Yes. What did you think of that? I, you know, I liked it. My my issue right now with film in general is it's either like Star Wars, Avengers, just that kind of thing, or like slow art film. You know, like, yeah. I don't know. I no, miss I agree. The days of like 
good movie just a great movie with like that's still fun to watch like why does a great movie now have to be like a slog yeah like the power of the dog was was like compelling but it was you know there's a lot of like dialogueless scenes <laughs> yeah yeah and, and guys are like speak say something what yeah i don't know a lot of looks and glances and yeah i saw it too i mean it definitely created a feeling yes it did yeah and that was impressive but right it was also times where i was like oh, do you want to watch it again not really no yeah not really yeah, yeah. I, I think Coda is more... I watch Coda, too. I think that's more along the lines of what you were describing. Just to, yeah. you know... And I, it's funny, because I didn't really... I would have, wouldn't have thought of it as an Oscar movie. Right. And I don't even mean that in the sense of, like, where it's not Power of the Dog, where it's, like, super artsy and slow, and no one's talking, and it's all... Yeah. You know, this and that. I, I just... I, didn't, I don't think it was, like wow, I haven't seen something like this in a while and blown away. But it was. It was just a, a good movie that made me feel good. Yeah, I heard that. I saw. I read someone who was saying that they didn't think they would like it. They weren't interested in watching it. They turned it on, and by the end, they were like, well, that was a delight. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's actually the perfect, like, well, that was a delight. Not like, <laughs> whoa, or I'm so moved by it, but just that right. was delightful. That I was just, a lovely film. Yeah, yeah okay. I enjoyed that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sick of slow. I don't know. I, I hate saying that because I, I, you know, I like some movies that are like that. I, I certainly like, like challenging material and um, what have you. But I, I'm just as I get older, I'm struggling with with slow. No, I know what you mean because it's like it's also some movies can be slow, but the movie's two hours, and so it's condensed. When here it's like slow and it's two and a half hours. Yeah. That's too long for me to be like just standing still with a story in a lot right, of ways. Right, right, right. You know, tell a story. I need a story. Right, right. I will say Benedict Cumberbatch's posture was extremely intimidating. Yeah, he was great, and I mean, I did like, I did like that movie. I, I was like, I was pleased that I watched it. Yeah, um, and it was quite good, but I could have used a little bit more. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, but I also I want now I want to see Will Smith's performance because I want to know if Benedict Cumberbatch was better. I want to know if he was actually good in that because I you know I've I know yeah you know, I've seen Richard Williams over the years and like I was surprised that Will Smith like real, Richard you know Williams is a complicated character and he had a real edge to him. Yeah, that I, it's hard, interest hard to imagine Will Smith really channeling. Yeah, um, I agree. But maybe, maybe he's got an edge more right. than we realized. So I don't know. Yeah, I want to take a look. Yeah. So it works. There's the conspiracy, Scott. Right. HBO Max. We're here. We go. We're, we're headed. They got us. They hooked us in. With the slap. Well, and I tell you what, if there's some sort of Chris Rock Netflix comedy special, post this. I'm for right. sure right. watching right. that. Yeah. You know. That's true. Yep, they got so, us wrapped around their little once, fingers. Once again, they've done it to us, Brian. Hollywood. They're just pawns in their game. Pawns in their game. <laughs> <laughs> this is a random thought, but before we get off movies, I was thinking about this recently. Ducks, Brian. Ducks played a very weird role in popular culture in our 
childhood. Why were there so many ducks, Brian? Were there lots of ducks? Like what, In like the, the 80s ducks? and 90s, just think about it. Right. Howard duck, the Duck. Duck Hunt. I didn't even think about Howard the Duck. You had <laughs> Duck Hunt, the video game. You had Howard the Duck. You had, uh, you know, obviously Daffy and Donald were already in the mix, but then it spun into DuckTales, Scrooge right. McDuck, Darkwing Duck, Howard the Duck, as, <laughs> as you said. You had The Mighty Ducks, the movie, and The Mighty Ducks, the actual team. Right. You had the the Oregon Ducks joining forces with Nike somehow. You had Joey and Chandler owning a chicken and a duck. And then you had Tony Soprano's ducks. Right. Why were there so many ducks? I don't know. It's like there's some big shot producer who like love ducks. More ducks. Right. I mean, it expanded to the NHL for Christ's sake. Yeah. How have you ever seen Howard the Duck? Yes, not for ages, oh, though. It's such a weird movie. He's weird, it's like, right? It's like George Lucas, and it's the weirdest, stupidest comedy. <laughs> like, you know, it's like after Star Wars, and every I just always picture all these, like, Star Wars geeks. Going. Like, George Lucas is going to be awesome. <laughs> and it's like, what the fuck is this? That's weird. There's, like, weird sexual tension between Leah Thompson and, like, a furry duck, and it's just this very strange movie. <laughs> like thinking about their disappointment (laughs) well i think speaking about disappointment is a perfect transition to the giants brian (laughs) (laughs) perennial disappointment so i am now tasked with talking you into the giants why don't you just before i do that give us a, a little brief on your thoughts and feelings and emotions about the state of the giants well i i like it feels like the giants are doing the right things and they're trying to prep for next year it's just a bummer having to like knowing we're headed into a year where it's like oh it's another slog in front of us i actually you know who i i i'm shocked what i'm gonna say but i i heard tiki barber talking about the giants and i think i agree with him Uh-oh. that i think the giants should just get rid of saquon barkley and daniel jones and just do it now i totally agree with that like, Damn you, Tiki. I know, but I think he's right. Like, you're clearing all this cap. Like, why took this year to be like, let's to see if Daniel... Why? It's only going to complicate things. He's not going to be, you know, so good that you're going to want to give him $150 million. So why right. even put yourself in a position where now fans like him, you've come to like him, he's had a great year. Like, just get rid of him. And he might win you enough games... You know, to, to like, like just like just go into this year and say this year is going to be a really painful. But there's two stud quarterbacks next year. We could trade back in the draft this year, get another first. We could have, you know, get ourselves two first rounders next year to give ourselves the necessary pieces to move up if we have to. Right. Um, you know, like, I think that's probably right. Yeah. No, I. Damn. I do think so. T- hold on, take me through this. What it what happens at the end of this year with Daniel Jones? So, say we don't pick up the fifth year option. On we have to do that by May second, I believe, yeah. and, I, and I don't think they're going to. Yeah, do I don't you? Think so either. No. Okay, so we don't do that. He plays out this year as the final year of his deal. 
if we want him back, then what? We have to pay him $20 million? No, you have to either franchise tag him, which would right. be more like $30 million, or Jesus. you have to work out a long-term extension with him, or he becomes a free agent. Yeah. I mean, that's all of that is... Okay, so what is the kind of season he has to have then to get re-signed? That's what I'm saying. Like, what could possibly happen? Like, I've even liked Daniel Jones. I think he's talented. But, like, what? who, who really – anyone really believes he's going to play well enough this year that you're going to be like, let's lock him up? There's no chance. Right. Well, I mean, the problem is that there is one person who thinks that. <laughs> That's the problem, you know? Right. No, I mean, it, it, like, it, it is, like, it's everything that's wrong with the Giants, right? Like, John Merrow, he, he'll do all the right things. I'm going to put the GM in charge. Uh, okay, we're going to clear cap space for 2023. Okay, that's fine. Yep, sure. These guys, you know, Dable, Shane, they're in charge. But I do want to give Daniel another chance and Saquon, too, because <laughs> we owe it to them. Right. You know, they're really good guys, and... I really right. like both them. So we got to give them this year to see. And the guy and the, and Shane's got to go like, yeah, okay. Like, yeah. All right, all we'll right. And in his head, he's thinking like, well, I don't, you know, they probably won't. And then we'll be able to still execute. But it's like, just do it now. Well, right. And, and it's not harmless to do, to just go along no. with what he wants. Right. Because they have value now. We can get right. something for them now. Right. Next year, we get nothing for them. I mean, and I don't know that you could really get you, – you can't get much for either guy, right? I mean, freaking the Browns Fine, can't, even get, right. can't even get rid of Baker Mayfield. But I wouldn't be shocked if a team would be would rather take a swing at Daniel Jones. I Oh, yeah, I agree. Because at least there's less just baggage with him. Right, and I think there's more upside. Yeah. But, like – and, and he, that's not to say he's been as good. He hasn't. He's been worse than Baker Mayfield. But I think there's still a sense – I feel like Baker Mayfield's gotten more of an opportunity where it's like people yeah. like know what he is. Daniel Jones, there's still at least a little mystery. Right. Um, but yeah, I know. I, I mean, I know. I was like, ah, tiki. I know. <laughs> but I think he's right. No, he is right. Because, right, there's no path forward with Daniel Jones. Because, so what is, so what are the possible outcomes of the season? He stinks and or is hurt and misses, let's say, at least four games. And then it's just let him walk and, we figure it out. I mean, I guess the thing is, too, is that the better year he has, the better will be and the worst draft pick we'll have. Right. And then the worse year he has, the worse will be. And then the better draft pick we'll have. So I guess you're right. Ultimately, we're just rooting for them for him to suck. Yeah, I mean, the two most important players on the team heading into this season. I think you um, got so excited. Oh, sorry. <laughs> You cut you cut out for a second because I think you you were, you were like very animated in that response, and all of a sudden it like, it like went haywire. <laughs> all right, here I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna turn my my face off for a sec. Oh wait, I can't do that. Oh yes, I can. Um, no, but it's like the most weird season where like the two most important players on the team you're almost rooting against, like. <laughs> yeah i don't know well like i said earlier though i i still feel like two people on the team that i'm rooting against is the lowest number it's been in a while yeah i hear you last year like, i was rooting against lots of guys 
Yeah. They're setting this up as this, like, this year is about Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley, which I guess that all the last few years have been too. But, like, right. I, it's just like, what's the point? And they still haven't put it, like, they haven't actually put a team around Daniel Jones that's going to let us really learn anything about him, right? Like, I guess if they're the idea is if they get a right tackle, then okay, now we've got an offensive line. We've got Tony Galladay and Barkley. Is that? I mean, a, yeah, I feel like that yeah. should be something you think about, right? Because right. we have a we have an offensive line full of guys who have been starters in the NFL. Right. Not for us. So they were <laughs> they were on better offensive lines than us. I don't know how good these guys are. Um, I feel like. These aren't these signings aren't looked at as terrible. Um, you know, I don't think we got like four all pros this year, but I think that we upgraded there. And then if we just draft a right tackle, it, there's reason to believe we could have a competent offensive line. And if we have a competent offensive line, a competent play caller, and all those guys that we signed in Gettleman's last ditch effort to save his legacy, then. Is it out of the question that we're respectable, especially within the division? Yeah, I guess. I mean, I guess, and I guess that would allow you, you could at least say, okay, this is a fair assessment of um, Daniel Jones at that point. I just think like, right. I don't know. I feel like we know enough about Daniel Jones. (laughs) No, we do, and we do, right? And that's the problem. Because let's say, what would you say that like a, a wildest dream ceiling is for our record? Nine wins? Ten wins? Yeah, I mean, nine feels like Eight? as good as you could hope. Yeah. Right. So Daniel Jones gives us, say, a nine-win season. Is that Do we re-sign him for that? Right. I don't know. <laughs> right. But we're not going to get a 13-win season. So No. Right. So what the what's the threshold to resign him? Uh, yeah. I, I mean that's what I mean. That's why I do think Tiggy's right. Like there's nothing he can right. do to succeed enough that makes you want to keep him long term. So let's just pull the plug and and just go out there and look eat eat shit this year. Like we've been eating shit for a decade. Like one more year isn't going to kill us. <laughs> and then twenty twenty three, you got you'll have all this cap space, you know, and you'll be staring at there's two potential right. franchise quarterbacks coming out, and you take a swing at one of them, and then go from there. Well, also just the idea, and I get it's for cap reasons because of all the money he makes and he's not the one on a rookie deal. But we're looking to trade James Bradbury, but we're holding on to Saquon and Daniel Jones. Like only one of those guys is good. <laughs> right. It's James Bradbury. Still, yeah, he's still in his prime. It's not like he's like thirty four. Yeah. Like, why don't we don't want him, but we want Saquon? I, I totally agree. Like, why are we prioritizing I, Saquon over a good corner in his prime? Exactly. And I got to be honest, I just don't like Saquon. I don't like him. Me neither, because he acts like the Giants treat him like he's a superstar. Like, yeah, he hasn't even been good. I know. He's just not good. (laughs) And I mean, he's infuriating to watch. 
too. Like, the, you know, I sort of hate it where it's just like, ah, run north-south. Nah, yeah, I'm an old yeah. man. But at, at the same time, Saquon, just go. Right, hit the hole, Go man. forward. <laughs> run forwards. Right. <laughs> I know. Get a first down, for Christ's sake. Yeah. And you're huge. I see. I have to see it for, for like two years. All I saw on Instagram was pictures of your quads. Use them. Right. I know. Hit the hole. I know. God. It's just so infuriating. But, you know, Brian, they're good guys. They're good guys. They, need, they deserve a fair shake. They deserve it. You know? The they Giants just... They're good. They didn't give it to them. I love yeah. how... Dave Gettleman, like John Mara, it defends the guys that Dave Gettleman picked, who John Mara also defended unnecessary. It's just like, John, everybody in your circle is terrible. <laughs> Sounds like uh, you got some events happening over there, Brian. Yeah, can you hear that? Yeah, there's some fighting in the back. Um, <laughs> I think my son is is not wanting to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> is asserting some dominance back there. Yeah. <laughs> right. He's going to slap somebody <laughs> in a second. <laughs> or I might have to slap him. Well, 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 <laughs> well, in the privacy of your home, that's a far different thing than <laughs> yeah. live television. Right. And I won't do that. I promise. I'll promise our audience. Yeah, no. I'm not going to. <laughs> no harm will come of him. <laughs> no. Um, but anyway, I guess you've, you've effectively depressed me. <laughs> more, what was going to be, more what than... was going to be your, what was even going to be your attempt at, 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 at enthusiasm for this season? Well, just that, like, I feel like the giant, like Joe Shane is, is, excuse me, it's after dark. Joe Shane is trying, you know, to, to clear the cap. The guys he, he is signing are just very practical, interior, offensive linemen. I felt like he was putting his money, like he was doing the job Dave Gettleman only talked about doing. And he's doing it quietly in a very workmanlike manner. No frills. Just get the get those guys in here. And then if we do that, we, we have some pretty talented skill players. I think Dable's probably a really good coach. I'm interested to see what... Wink Martindale, like I really liked Patrick Graham and I still do. And I, I think he's actually going to do very well with the Raiders, but we don't have a ton of talent on defense, at least up front. So you need somebody like Wink, who's just going to blitz the hell out of people to create pressure because we just couldn't do what we were doing. Right. Um, and then just like, you know, there are some real possibilities here. And so there will be at least reasons to be kind of excited to watch the games on Sundays, like to see how certain people are doing or like it wouldn't just be exclusively depressing. But now that we've sort of like hashed out what the end game is, now it's just depressing (laughs) because there's no good outcome. Right. It's just waiting to like move on from these two guys, like our two franchise cornerstone players. Like I think we already know we don't want to keep. And that's just a very strange place to spend a whole season in. Not only that, but like, it's worse. What if we keep them? 
like you know right 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 because we got to re-sign freaking saquon too like right <laughs> and also if we don't re-sign daniel jones who's our quarterback <laughs> you know we have to get yeah. somebody we can't just yeah. not have one <laughs> right it's tyrod taylor Right, it can't be Tyrod Taylor. I or I will say this: I'm not going to sit through a lame duck year of Daniel Jones, only to have it followed immediately by a year of Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, oh my god, we're not doing that. No, right? No. Oh god. Oh god. All right. Well, reversed. I've been reversed, Brian. Right. <laughs> Now that I'm in a sufficiently bad mood, let's move on to Julius Randle. Oh, God. Or unless you have any other Giants chatter. No. Um, well, before we... if we, Do we want to just do Julius and be sad about the Knicks? Do we want to talk about any, like, you know, the Knicks are positive in my life right now. Like, I'm... I'm uh, I kind of want to... Well, wanna, that's true. I do want to talk a little bit about Tom Thibodeau and how much I love him. And how much I hate the Ugh. discourse around him and the way in which everything bad that happens to the Knicks is his fault and everything good has nothing to do with him. And it is like driving <laughs> me totally insane when we're going to like, let's say we finish strong here. I don't know what, how many wins we're going to get. Let's say we like, you know, 36, 37, 38, like he hasn't done a terrible job with it. I don't think this has been his best year. But he has not done a terrible job with this team. This is not a great team no. in a really difficult Eastern Conference where normally they would be right in the hunt for the playoffs in almost any other year in the last like decade. Like a lot of guys look good all of a sudden. Um, you know, he is developing the young players quite well, um, if anybody would like to notice. And he, like I feel good with him at the helm and suddenly feel pretty good going into the off season, you know, about the direction of the Knicks. Yeah. All right. So yes, I'm glad you started positive because I also just, I don't, what I don't understand is, you know, this is what's so infuriating about the whole thing is that everybody is demanding. We play the young guys, demanding, we play the young guys, demanding, we play the young guys. We don't do it. Then we do it, and it works, and everyone's patting themselves on the back for how they were right. But does anyone stop for two seconds to consider that maybe the young guys weren't ready to play when you were demanding them at first? Right. That maybe a season of development and practice and spot minutes in certain games and you know having somebody like Grimes who gets real minutes quickly being in year two, OB being in year two, like that matters as opposed to just like play them right now. <laughs> Alec Burks, I'm tired of him. Play a young guy now. Like maybe they're being played at the exact right time. <laughs> right. Or that, but also like, even if he's not doing everything exactly right, like that his, his flaws are so many that he should be fired immediately, but like his strengths, <laughs> it should be totally ignored, you know, like, right. He right. has clear strengths. Some of the things he believes work really well. Like, you may not like everything he does, but, like, many of them are very effective. And the way he runs a team is very effective. He's not been 
yeah. bad anywhere he's ever been. He has not had a like horrendous season like ever. He's had disappointing seasons where people started to take issue with how he he does certain things. But it's like you, it's people seem to want to ignore any strength that he has, which is like there's clearly many of them. Yeah. I, right. I, I how did it turn on him so fast too, and it became just all about him. I also I don't you know speaking of Randall, I don't understand the choice where you have to either be mad at Tibbs or Randall. Why are they pitted against one another? Right. You can hate them both. I mean, I guess or neither. Right. <laughs> or right. ones. <laughs> right. Just hate Randall. That's the smarter play. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's done. Announce- I think I also saw on Twitter that like this is the second, <laughs> this is the second best record the Knicks have had in like eight years. Yeah, absolutely. This is a decent Knicks season. Like, let's. Right. Who are we kidding that this is like a disastrous Knicks season? Like, we have a potential right. All Star who's like twenty one years old. Uh, our second year point guard suddenly looks is one of the more exciting players we've had in a decade. You know, like. Mitchell Robinson's playing well. Obi's playing well. Uh, you know, like, this isn't so bad. <laughs> I've, I've really enjoyed the last, like, month of Knicks basketball. Like, it just, February sucked. It was really yeah. terrible. But they've turned it around. No, it's true. Right. They're finishing strong. They're giving us a little hope. Nothing wrong with that. I'm I was listening to also, res- yeah, we should be. Rasillo was also, he was doing a breakdown. He was really just talking about the whole uh, blow up on the Heat's bench the other night. But he was going through the early years of Jimmy Butler's career under, of course, Tom Thibodeau. And, you know, like when you look at his first three years of his stats, and I feel like Barrett, RJ is, is kind of a similar player to him. Like, you know, this is year three for RJ, and this is how he's finishing. Next year, he could be a monster. Yeah, I agree. He could be really good. Like, um, he's exciting right now. A couple weeks ago, I was like, I think you were saying it mostly too. Like, you know, no more, no more like he's only 21 next year for RJ. It's put up or shut up time. And I was feeling the exact same way. And now I'm more just excited, like confident he's going to be a lot better. Brian? Yeah, sorry, I kind of missed that. Oh, well, that's all right. I, I complimented you on being right about something with RJ, but um, <laughs> well, I you get the gist. Yes. All right, but Randall, are we done with this guy? I mean, maybe he's doing us a favor and kind of, you know, anticking him his way out of town. Yeah. But, like, man, what is he doing? Talk about shocking. Like, just that fall is crazy. It really is. I don't know why he's letting, he's really letting, like, the slightest thing. You know what I mean? Just, like, is he really letting the fact that, like, the crowd sort of likes Obi a little bit? Like, you know, the crowd hasn't been like brutal to Julius this year. You know what I mean? Like, no, the not at not all. Like 
brutal to him. Like he's really taking the slightest little like they traded for RJ, not me. Like I really don't get where he what has made him suddenly like so upset. And it's not even just with like people cheering. Uh, what is this weirdness with him not coming out for intros on the road? I don't know. I don't know. What like, could and, that be about? And right. And that's the sort of thing too, where Julius, if there's really nothing wrong, then do me a favor. Stop doing that. Right. You know, like if, if you're actually fine and it's just for a different reason that you do it that way, just don't just do it a different way. Yeah. Like you don't have to do that. Most guys in the league don't do that. You don't have to do that. If nothing weird is going on, do us all a favor and just don't do that for a little while. <laughs> How about that? Yeah. (laughs) Did you see him walk off the court last night? I did. Yeah. I didn't know quite what to make of it. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, right. He's just so aggrieved. And it's just like, get over yourself. You know, he's weird too, though, because like, I also, like, I, I don't, I didn't know what to make of it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't know. If he was, if that was like, I'm frustrated with the, with everything with the franchise, or if it was like, you know, I wasn't getting foul calls like eight minutes earlier. You know what I mean? I really don't no, know. Right. I don't know who, who, what he's about. Like, he's very hard to figure out. Like, um, was that like, I've had it here. I don't want to be here anymore. Or was that totally, you know, are people totally misreading it? I, it was, but it's weird as hell. Like, especially after like, literally the best win you've had almost all season. Right. I almost to me, right. And then that's the point. I don't care what it was actually about. Right. Right. It's, it's, it's a bad look. Don't do it. Yeah. You know, whether it's about, if it's about a call from earlier in the game with the referees, get over it. Yeah. You know, and if it's about the franchise also get over it. Like we, I don't know. Just had enough of that guy. Yeah, me too. I mean, I feel like honestly, the only thing that I think Tibbs has done a little bit wrong this year is like continuing to treat Julius Randle like he's untouchable, you know, mm-hmm. like I and I think he should play. I'm not like bench him, but like, yeah, you know, Obi is a spark plug. Like I would have I would have plugged him in a, a lot earlier and a lot more often when Julius is having kind of his moments, you know, or like I would have just, I wouldn't have been like Julius gets to play 35 minutes, no matter what, like all year long. Yeah, absolutely. I I mean, you know, and again, we've, I think we talked about it last week. I get it. They just signed the guy to a massive extension, Yeah, yeah. you know, but yeah, it's also game was like a perfect example, right? Like he played like 28 minutes. He sat for a long time in the fourth quarter like, I would have done that a lot more often. I, I think the flip side of that, though, is like, Obi, you know, people want to, I, I, I get where people just want to say, like, play him through those growing pains. But like, I don't think that's, I feel like Tibbs is like, that's where he's, I won't do that. Like, you got to play well, and then I'll keep playing you. And then you will get development. I want to develop you. Like, I'll let you play through a little bit. But like, Obi, you know, he's bad sometimes (laughs) real bad especially defensively he's like garbage sometimes yeah so i think it's like 
you know, he, he's been waiting for him to kind of be ready to maybe take these minutes on. And now he's starting to, to, to do it. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. Now I know. Um, yeah, it would be nice if, if Randall pushes his way out. I'm not really sure how that works. Cause who, like, I don't know who wants him right now. Yeah. I don't know either. I could see like maybe would like Dallas want him, you know, and there's been talk of like a Brunson, Brunson yeah. trade. Like I could see that. I maybe, I don't know. Do you see like Randall playing with Luca based on how I, I, this year has gone? I mean, I wouldn't do it, but like they seem a little weird. Maybe they would be like, okay, Luca's so good. We wouldn't be asking Randall to do as much. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Well, where whoever's willing to take them, <laughs> like, let's take them. Yeah, there's got to be some teams that would be would like would be interested in it. Would be He's still a good player, you know. Right. Maybe right. without the New York spotlight, he can be. He could be good for you. Yeah. Let's hope. Well, Brian, uh, after all your your humrumphing, is that a word? Humrumphing. <laughs> Your hand wringing over all the uh, the the fugazi upsets that the NCAA tournament brings us. We have an all blue blood final four. That's true. We have a pretty solid final four. Yeah, good. I don't know any of the players playing in it. I know some of them now, but only because I watched some of the tournament so far. But you know, like and like St. Peter's. I, I mean, that was genuinely pretty cool. I, I will admit them getting all the way to the elite eight as a 15 seed is pretty cool, but the Purdue win too was really impressive. It was although Purdue. How did you lose that game? My God, <laughs> like you had those two big guys in the, who they couldn't stop. Like you couldn't just exploit that. Like Jesus Christ. Um, I don't know. Of course too, like with St. Uh, whatever, uh, that little goofy white guy with the mustache becomes like <laughs> the big breakout star. <laughs> I know, of course. God almighty. <laughs> of the four teams left, who do you like to win the title? Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I know nothing about college basketball. I should always caveat my, my college basketball takes with... <laughs> yeah, same. Kansas, I guess? I don't know. I will Duke. just say, I do think that the mobile sports betting has made me more into the tournament this year than ever. Yeah. Or not than ever, but like, you know, in my, uh, probably since the um, 2007, 2008, or 2007, uh, you know, Ohio State, Greg Oden, Mike Connolly team. Yeah. You know, I was reading an interesting article about name and likeness right now and how like, it's just, it's like a free for all and just craziness. Mm -hmm. But it was also highlighting like such a good, like the perfect, like, perfect use cases like that guy timmy on gonzaga who also has a mustache white guys with mustaches for whatever reason america <laughs> seems to have a love affair with yes but he's like yes, super capitalizing and he's in all these local car ads and like there's a guy who's like got this little window where he has super value and then he's not going pro and like yeah he should get to make as much money as he can right now while yeah. he's like famous and this guy on St. Peter's or whatever, who's like this little short white guy. He's not going right. to the NBA and suddenly he's a celebrity. Right. Like he can be in, you know, 
Axe body spray ads or whatever it's going to be. And like, yeah, that's wonderful. Like that's what's wrong with that. They should be able to capitalize on this little brief moment of fame. Flirtation. Yeah. With fame. Who do you think are the all time NCAA tournament, like NIL people that missed out? What was the kid who played for his dad at school in Indiana? Bryce drew. Yeah, for sure. Also, I was going to say, like, Tyler Hansbro, probably, although he did oh, play in the NBA. But, I mean, right. like, yeah, like, Tebow's the ultimate. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Tebow could have earned literally probably, like, $100 million while he was at Florida. That's true. Right. That's 100% <laughs> true. He's the, Tebow's the ultimate. But I'm college basketball. Who do you, th- who like? Who, like, should have been able to, like, catch yeah. this lightning in a bottle. Yeah. Right. Khalid el Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Who was the guy in Arkansas? Maybe like Mateen Cleaves. Yes, Mateen Cleaves, for sure. Who's the guy in the Arkansas national title team the year after? Corliss Williamson. Corliss. That's right. Corliss Williamson. Yeah. They had a guard, too, who was really good. Scotty Thurman? Yes. Yeah. 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 Right. I'm trying to think. Who else, like, really just missed? the nil situation the nil window yeah yeah how about like rocket ishmael yes that's a good one yeah right rocket ishmael yeah he would have been huge charlie War- well you know because he yeah. became an nba player yeah, but yeah. tommy right. frazier yeah to- oh tommy frazier right that's really good <laughs> yeah Khalil means a good one yeah he would have been big yeah, I mean, like, just kind of pudgy, like, every, yeah. man. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, I know. Steve Wojciechowski. Oh, my God. <laughs> Steve, oh, that's it. That's he the would have been a wealthy man. Yeah, he's he's basketball's Tebow right there. Right, you nailed right. it. Yeah. Yep, you nailed he it. He would have been a rich, rich man for a couple <laughs> oh, of years. Oh, man, that's great. That's it. <laughs> All right. Well, on that call, we're doing it, Brian. Well, job well done. (laughs) Thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll talk to you next week.